Welcome to the Sunday edition of CNN Five Things. I'm David Rind. We know the war in Ukraine has created a refugee crisis on an enormous scale. In fact, in recent weeks, we've seen Ukrainian families starting to show up at the U.S.-Mexico border, seeking asylum alongside the usual group of migrants from Central and South America. And it's there that border officials say a surge is coming, thanks in part to the Biden administration's plan to end a Trump-era pandemic policy. Two years ago, the Trump administration put what's known as Title 42 into place, citing a COVID health emergency. Now, officials warn that ending this policy will result in a surge of migrants at the southern border. Let's spend five minutes with CNN's Rosa Flores. She's been on both sides of the U.S.-Mexico border in recent days. She's in McAllen, Texas right now. Rosa, can you just catch us up? What is Title 42? You know, Title 42 is a pandemic public health rule that was rolled out by the Trump administration at the onslaught of the pandemic. Now, the pandemic really has been used as a justification to swiftly return migrants to Mexico, regardless of their nationality, which historically has not been protocol or norm. So activists and attorneys that I've talked to here on the ground, question the motive of um, the U.S. government Hmm. because what they say is is this is really the U.S. government using policy as a deterrent to migration rather than a true public health concerns. And, And they really point to the fact that there's no medical exams or COVID tests before migrants are returned to Mexico. They are just swiftly returned back. And historically, the COVID positivity rate among the immigrants that are tested on the U.S. side is usually lower than the U.S. community that they're entering, or it's about the same. And so that's why a lot of these activists really question what what is what is the real motive here? Right. Like, are you really keeping COVID out of the country or are you just keeping migrants out of the country? Exactly. That's their point. And so, I mean, really what we've seen is both the Trump administration and the Biden administration using this rule to very quickly return migrants to Mexico, regardless of their nationality, And so far, they've expelled about 1.7 million migrants. Wow. So the Biden administration says they're going to lift this rule next month. In the meantime, what does that look like on the ground in Mexico, on the border, as people wait for this rule to be taken off the books? You know, there's this agonizing wait that I witnessed on the border last week. Where are you coming from? El Salvador. She's coming from El Salvador. I crossed over to Reynosa, Mexico. Who's afraid of staying in the plaza? Everybody's afraid. There's this plaza on the Mexican side in downtown Reynosa that is extremely dangerous. And that is where most of the migrants who are expelled under Title 42 end up. Hmm. That's their first step into Mexico after being expelled by U.S. immigration agents. And this plaza is extremely dangerous. I was there a year ago. There's several hundred people. Last week when I was there, I was told that there's about 3,000 people now waiting for Title 42 to lift. They're camped out there. Her daughter is nine years old, and she says that when she would take her to the bathroom at night at the plaza, that sometimes they were followed. and that I keep in touch with, with a lot of these attorneys and activists. 
um, who are helping the migrants at the plaza, and they've told me that in broad daylight, people will be kidnapped. Mm. This plaza is really a, a sea of tents now. Um, and this attorney was telling me, I mean, women are raped in the middle of the day, in the middle of those tents. And so the dangers are very real for these migrants. She says that she's fleeing Honduras because of death threats. Members of her family have died. It is extremely traumatizing for them because it's like reliving the trauma that they left in their home countries. And so um, the other thing that we learned last week uh, is that that faith-based shelter is expanding. They are building a, a second facility that's expected to house about 3,000 people uh, because of the growing number of migrants that are flocking to the border, especially now that Title 42 is expected to expire. They're exposed to a lot of dangers, you know, children are not safe there. There's no control who can go in and out of that space. So that's the goal for some of these activists and some of these uh, immigration advocates is to do what they can to provide a safe space yeah. for these migrants who are hoping to, at some point, and I talked to many of them, um, uh, walk up to a port of entry is, is their hope and dream whenever Title 42 lifts and seek asylum. Yeah, that's what I wanted to ask. So when it does lift, is that what they get to do? They just get to walk up and, and say, hey, I, I'm ready to seek asylum. Let me in. Uh, it seems like a lot of people want to have the same goal here. So what's going to happen? You know, that's the big question. And I, I've been pressing a lot of the federal agencies to learn their plan. Yep. Sister, thank you so much for your time. I know it's so hot today, so thank you. Um, but I did learn from Sister Norma Pimentel, who is with Catholic Charities. Uh, she was at um, Reynosa last week with us as well, taking us around, showing us, uh, you know, the, the expansion of the faith-based shelter. When it comes to Hidalgo, Texas, which connects to Reynosa, Mexico, which is the area that I was in last week, she says that that they're in communication about how many migrants can be processed in one day. And, and making sure that it's done in an orderly way, a way that it's controlled and not out of hand, you know, and so that's our hope. So they're trying to figure out the details, the potential logistics, and she's asking also more questions about, okay, so are you saying, you know, 50 or 80 or 100 a day? And just imagine if there's, if there are about 7,000, which is the latest, um, the latest tally that, that Sister Norma says that they have for Reynosa, there's 7,000 migrants waiting wow. for Title 42 to process, depending on the capacity that these um, port of entry officials are going to have, I mean, it could take days or weeks for all of these migrants to be processed. And we see the same concerns uh, along these border communities by some officials. So in essence, what you're hearing is that there are groups of migrants that are on the Mexican side waiting for Title 42 to lift. I'm guessing that's what they're waiting for, yes. The Valverde County Sheriff uh, told me that one of his big concerns is that he doesn't see the Biden administration have a plan. He doesn't see signs of a plan uh, in Valverde County where he is. Have you seen the federal government 
ramping up resources or or preparing for the lifting of Title 42? I have not been made aware of that. I'm in conflict. I asked him, I said, well, are you seeing soft-sided facilities, uh, in essence, tents that are being built to process some of these migrants? Are you are you seeing signs that, that something is happening on the ground that tells you we are ramping up for the potential uh, increase of migrants that are coming to our borders? And his answer was no. He said, I have not seen that here. Not, you know, Del Rio doesn't have transportation, doesn't have accommodations for, for individuals that are seeking uh, to come into this country through the immigration process. So, you know, I see, I think it'll be a disaster. Then what he told me, he said, look, last year, what we saw with the 15,000 migrants under the bridge was, was a crisis. This year, if we see this again, it could be a disaster. Yeah, and we should say the Department of Homeland Security says they have a number of planning scenarios to prepare for a surge at the border, including what they're calling a Southwest Border Coordination Center. But can we talk about the politics here? Because it seems like both Republicans and Democrats are a little unsettled with how this could all play out. You know, the White House is getting so much pressure right now from all sides. Republicans, of course, want to keep Title 42 in place. They say that the Biden administration has not presented a plan for the winding down of Title 42. They, of course, express national security concerns. And now they're holding the COVID spending package hostage. You know, those those billions of dollars are supposed to go, among other things, for vaccines are being held hostage due to Title 42. And then you also have the, the vulnerable Democrats, right? And they're in a really tricky place, some calling for a better winding down plan of Title 42. Some of them are also raising concerns involving national security. And, and, and of course, at the end of the day, they're just worried about getting voted out due to all of these controversies. And then meanwhile, there's the immigration advocates that I talk to on the ground all the time about Title 42. And they say Title 42 should have ended a long time ago, that it's a violation of human rights not to allow asylum seekers to seek asylum at ports of entry. And, and then I wanted to share this because it, from covering immigration on the ground for years, there's one thing that I have seen that is constant. Do you have a message for President Biden? Regardless of party, regardless of the party that's in office, what we see over and over is that immigration, the migrants that we see on the border, the migrants that I talk to, are used to win elections. She says that she speaks for all of the migrants from various nationalities when she asks President Biden for an entry into the country. She says that what migrants want is just security, security that they can't find in their home countries. And I feel like that is exactly the same thing that we're seeing this year. And it's the constant I don't think is going to change. Mm, for sure. Rosa Flores there on the border. Thanks so much. Thank you for having me. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Here's something else to keep in mind as the weekend winds down. This is the last full week before tax day on April 18th. The deadline was pushed back the last two years because of the pandemic, but it's back to normal now. So get those returns in if you haven't already. 
And here's a little news you can use. If you didn't receive a third stimulus check in early 2021, you may be able to claim it on this return, especially if you had changes to your income or family size last year. The Sunday edition of CNN Five Things is produced by Paolo Ortiz and me, David Rind. Our production manager is Matt Dempsey. Our senior producer is Mohammed Darwish. Our supervising producer is Greg Peppers. And the executive producer of CNN Audio is Megan Marcus. Special thanks this week to Rosalina Nieves. Remember, Five Things is with you all week long, wherever you listen. And if you're looking for even more, you can check out our new CNN Five Things show on CNN Plus, our new streaming service. I'm David Ryan. Talk to you later.